Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. No John Jones, no problem. Huh? Yes. For many of you who were waiting for John Jones versus Stipe Miocic, who broke the bank to buy some tickets, who have broken hearts because you're not going to see one of the all-time UFC name value matchups, greatest heavyweight of all time versus the greatest light heavyweight of all time, happening under the Madison Square Garden roof. Yes, I understand. But if you're educated, if you are paying attention, the UFC does not have Conor McGregor on call. The UFC does not have Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey on call. So the John Jones, Stipe Miocic, all-time matchup could be geared towards the middle of next year. Maybe before that, maybe UFC 300. We're starting to see the schedule being unveiled. But understand the game. And you'll enjoy playing it more. What's up, everybody? I am your boy, Isaac Ike Feldman. Hope yous all are well. Another major fight week. UFC 295, Madison Square Garden. It is not John Jones, Stipe Miocic, obviously. It is now the Czechoslovakian samurai in Yuri Prohaska. Going against the indigenous Brazilian brawler who has a tactician aspect to his brawling. Keeps his hand low, but is very technical. Alex Poetan Pajeda. It is one of the most exciting matchups for the purists. The people who Watched Anderson Silva in his prime, Leota Machida in his prime, GSP in his prime. It is a fighter's fight. It's very exciting, very exciting. I'm going to get into the technical breakdown of this fight, the stylistic breakdown. How did we get to this point? What can we expect on Saturday? But first, let me throw out there. Follow me everywhere at Ike Dagon, I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N, everywhere. Go to IkeDagon.com to learn more about me. But let's learn more about UFC 295. So originally with the John Jones, Stipe Miocic, Prohaska, Pajera, Co. And main events, it was like, oh my God, these are two of the craziest fights of all time happening under one roof. And your boy has the the benefit 
of being there in person. Very excited to see locals like Matt Fravola, Pat Sabatini, Nazim Sadikov, Jared Gordon, Dennis Bazukia, Staten Island, Brooklyn, Long Island, Philadelphia, Queens, all representing, filling up the card for UFC 295. So for me, the name value is there. I absolutely love those guys, have followed them for many years, had the chance to speak with them in person, shake their hands, talk shit. So for me, I'm extremely excited. And I love how the UFC did this for the three guys all under the Law MMA Ray Longo fight team. They put them on three different sections of the night, the pre-prelims and then the prelims and then the main card. Dennis Bazookia on the preliminary card against Jamal Emmers kicks off the night, 6 p.m. ESPN Plus, and then sliding over to ESPN News, 8 p.m. Nazim Sadikov against Vyacheslav Borchev kicks off the preliminary card. Then the main pay-per-view fight card. Mafravola, Benoit Saint-Denis, BSD. As people have been saying, let's see if he's got that BSD energy come tomorrow night. I know Matt is in the best shape of his life. Just clicking on all gears, firing on all cylinders. Matt Steamroller, Frivola, and company will be making a raucous inside the MSG arena. Extremely pumped for that. Talk with the guys after they become victorious. Very excited. Very, very, very excited. It is a... It's a good card. It's a great card. Depending on the main event. That's what it comes down to. That's what is getting people's money. Does Yuri Prohaska, the Czechoslovakian Czech Republic wild man, continue that streak of wildness? I mean, he's come into the UFC on fire. What did I see? He's got a 97% finish rate, 25 knockouts, 3 subs, 28 out of 29 of his victories via finish. Amazing. Amazing. And then on the other side, Alex Pajeda. Who would have thought that Pajeda was would have been more of the the safer fighter, the more technical fighter? And that and that guy's a wild man. That guy, a year ago, gets a victory, one of the all-time best events of all time, UFC 281, over Israel Adesanya, his longtime rival, gets the finish, becomes UFC champion, fulfilled the prophecy, unbelievable, loses the title in Miami, 287. Moves up to light heavyweight like he did in his kickboxing career. Beats Jan Blahovich, former UFC 
champion and now faces Yuri Prohaska for the UFC light heavyweight title in MSG. Unbelievable ride it's been for Alex Bajeda. He's just he's just skyrocketed on the scene. He's rocketed up the middleweight division and now stomped his way up the light heavyweight division. One big stomp over Jan and now is fighting for a title. We all know his style. It is that dangerous left hook. Beautiful timing. Amazing feints. Amazing feints. Unbelievably slick and non-telegraphed spinning wheel kick that he throws. Beautiful calf kicks. Very relaxed. Very composed. Has been on the biggest of big stages in his combat sports career. Yeah. What is he? 8-2? and 8-3? and three In MMA? I believe it's 8-2. and two. And... His record doesn't reflect how much experience he has under his belt. The question is, is that belt gold again come tomorrow night? Does Alex Pajeda do what Conor McGregor, BJ Penn, Daniel Cormier, Amanda Nunes, Henry Cejudo, does he become the sixth fighter, Randy Couture, the seventh fighter of all time to hold belts, John Jones, does he become the eighth fighter of all time to hold belts in multiple weight classes? And it's like, my goodness, he, (laughs) looking back, his first UFC fight was two years from this week. 11-6-21, 11-6-21, November 6th of 2021, UFC 268. It was definitely on the undercard, if I remember. That was his first UFC fight. Two years later, gave Israel Adesanya his first middleweight loss, claimed the middleweight title, and now is fighting for the light heavyweight title. Like I said... He got there not by wishing and hoping, but he's grinded to develop his grappling, wrestling, jiu-jitsu game tenfold. He lives in Connecticut, trains in Connecticut. For those that don't know, there is a big Brazilian population in the Northeast, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Glover Teixeira who lives in Connecticut, trains in Connecticut, brought Alex Pajeda into his training camp to improve his striking. And on the reverse, Glover Teixeira, who's a long-time Brazilian black belt. Excuse me. Glover Teixeira bringing in Pajeda helped him improve his striking. But on the reverse, Pajeda, who's top of the food chain when it comes to striking, having doing round after round with the Brazilian bear that is Glover Teixeira, 
that improves his grappling. And as ugly as it was, UFC 281, the takedown and whatever type of scramble and very low-level grappling that was on display that night between Pajera and Adesanya, Pajera had the upper hand in that, and the credit has to go to Glover Teixeira for being in his corner. Another year under the belt on the mats with Glover, I imagine only better things if this fight hits the mats. And if you paid attention in his fight against Jan, he was able to withstand Jan's clinch and fence wrestling to stay on his feet, great balance, similar to the Jose Aldo days with that one leg, knee shield, one leg against the fence, upper body against the fence. So credit to Pajeda for really diving into MMA, not just doing it for a paycheck or to chase down one fight in that rivalry between him and Adesanya. Obviously, that's paid off. That put him on the map. But we also get to see the personality that is Alex Poetan Pajeda. You know, we see the the strong indigenous ties with the face paint, the chief hat, the bow and arrow. But then you see the personality, the goofiness, the the goofing around with his friends and teammates, his personality with reporters, the stoic non-smile, and then he'll just crack a little bit of a grin. His personality has grown on us. And a lot of people that I've talked to, they think that Pereira is going to get the win. I don't know if they're seeing that the injury that Yuri Prohaska faced is going to be detrimental in this fight. But that was about a year ago, 50 weeks ago, when he had that tear in his shoulder, Yuri Prohaska, during training. It's going around now. It's become myth that this was the worst shoulder injury a doctor has seen, according to Dana White. Maybe that's just promoter speak, but he did say it, and it did take a year. And regardless of if that thing healed properly in alignment with how a shoulder should heal, Yuri Prohaska is going to wing that shoulder no matter what. I guarantee you, during the fight, you're not going to be able to tell which was the hurt shoulder. Yuri Prohaska is such an unorthodox striker, grappler, fighter, human, that even if the arm is still hanging out, he'll still throw it from a 45-degree angle upward towards Alex Pajada's jaw. So I'm not worried about the shoulder injury. I'm worried more about technically. Is he going to get caught finally in the UFC because of his defense? It is well known that he loves to hang his hands low. Not like a Stephen Wonderboy Thompson where it's in and out of danger. Point karate style. Not even close to that. 
His legs are very close to square to his shoulders. He's not darting in and darting out of trouble, but he kind of throws these uppercutting axes and then turns that same uppercut into a overhand. Just has these buzzsaw axe-swinging punches that he brings to his opponent. And a hell of a gas tank to go along with that. And a guy who's not afraid to get shot, a guy who seems to get better as he gets tagged, to who enjoys the moment, who can be in the middle of adversity and can still find a way to win. It it seems very frustrating for his opponents. Like they, they throw the kitchen sink, the refrigerator, and the dishwasher at him. And he's still standing there. He's a freaking Czechoslovakian Mike Myers. And he carries himself like a Mike Myers. A very stoic person. In his post-fight interview with Dominic Reyes, you got to see the personality. You know, he, uh, very similar to Pajera with the stoicness, but also very cunning and sneaky humor and sneaky confidence. It's great. I love it. It's it's one of the all-time dream matchups. Not only because of the style and the personalities, but because of the styles and the personalities. These guys aren't throwing chairs at each other in the press conference. And nobody is shooting for a takedown in the first minute. Looking for a Kimura lock. Are you kidding me? This is going to be two warriors swinging their sword till neither can swing no more. And there will be an honorable death in there. Respect will be high. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. The ceremonial weigh-ins are about 90 minutes away. I can guarantee you there's no pushing, no shoving, no feints, no fake kicks, no fake punches. Nothing like we saw with the Mike Perry, Eddie Alvarez, bare knuckle boxing face-off. This is going to be very respectful. The anger, the showmanship, the aggressiveness, that will happen when the cage door closes and it's locked behind these two men, these two warriors. It's not even gladiators. A lot of people have made that reference over the years. Gladiators, gladiators. These are two men like at the top of a mountain, some like Shaolin monk movie, some valley, some field of flowers. Blood will be spilt on these flowers. And just some shogun, ancient, warrior type of duel that we will see tomorrow night for UFC 295's headliners. Now, I kind of skipped over. Yuri Prohaska does everything unorthodox. Where he throws his punches from, the angles they come from. His grappling, 
he was grabbing for a bulldog choke against Glover Teixeira. Getting the win. Very unorthodox. Got it on a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. The same man that trains and is on the floors. The mats with Alex Pereira. There is definitely incentive there. I have no doubt about it that Glover Teixeira wanted that rematch. And now this is a chance. I'm sure Glover has poured an extra amount of attention into his friend and teammate's camp to to prepare him for Yuri Prohaska. Another gear was hit. No doubt about it. It's incredible. I am excited for this fight. Guys, honestly, I am telling you from the bottom of my heart. Before John Jones's injury, I could not believe that we were getting this fight. This was my fight to look forward to for UFC 295. Yes, the John Jones legacy, Stipe Miocic legacy, the headliner to the pay-per-view, the, the, the trash talk that goes along with the John Jones fight would be fun. But for me, the Bushido, Samurai, Shogun, Gladiator, Aztec Warrior, Medieval Knight, That's what we get with the new main event. And I'm happy that more people have put more focus onto this fight without the John Jones headliner. That's the good news that comes out of that. That more people can focus and think from different angles, pick apart. Because there's a lot to pick apart with this fight. And I'm happy, at least, that it will get more attention. When the Conor McGregor consecutive wins, multiple fights in a year era passed us, and credit to Conor for getting the sport to the biggest sports broadcasting platform in the world, ESPN, I go, you know what? Now... The storyteller's job, the writers, the directors for the UFC can really show the the quiet, humble, soft-spoken warriors like this main event. Everybody's going to love the Israel Adesanya, Sean Strickland, John Jones... Daniel Cormier's. Everybody will love them. But fighters like Alexander Volkanovsky, Islam Makachev, Yuri Prohaska, Alex Pejeda could get overlooked if there's a megastar. Now, here's your food, eat it, is basically what's going on. Fans have to 
eat what's in front of them. We have this fight staring us in the face, so why not stare back at it and learn something? It's an amazing fight. I cannot believe I will be there in the building. God's help. Very pumped for this. Very, 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 very pumped for this. I got to see Pajada fight in Miami. Crazy, crazy, crazy outcome. The loss versus Israel Adesanya. Ice cold killer was Adesanya in that fight, that training camp. I doubted Pajada taking that short turnaround about three months, three and a half months, following that, fighting Jan Blahovich. Granted, it was at a heavier weight. Maybe that helped him. His jaw, maybe it was less strenuous. I know it was less strenuous for the weight cut. He proved me wrong. That was a solid win. Get comfortable at the weight. And now we get to have some fun tomorrow night. I'm going to say that Pajeda uses his feints, his calf kicks, able to keep the distance, does not get fooled by the wild man that is Yuri with those buzzsaw uppercuts, crazy roundhouses, kill or be killed, live by the sword, die by the sword. I believe that Pajeda can really be a sniper here. Find that opening, walk through that opening, and chop the head off of Yuri. Very excited for that. Very excited for that. Oof. Epic fight. In the co-main, Sergei Pavlovich, Tom Aspinall. Aspinall taking this fight on short notice. After hearing that Sergei... Had a full camp and Aspinalls on short notice. That was that was that was leading me towards picking the Russian and Pavl- Pavlovich. But I got some news. Career news. Working with a UK based company. I can't wait to share more news with you guys. Thank you for always following, liking, subscribing. Reposting everything. Now because I'm part of the UK, mate. And because we must support our own, Mr. Tom Aspinall must get the win over Sergei Pavlovich inside MSG, which is the world's greatest arena. Unless you're in the UK and the O2 is the O number one in our hearts. Yes. Tom Aspinall, beautiful, clean boxing, very down the pipe with his striking. Pavlovich, a little wider in his striking. Whoever is faster from point A to point B usually wins. I like Aspinall. If he can keep the pressure down, keep the confidence high, swallow the crowd, breathe, and execute. Tom Aspinall will put himself 
in a position where he can make some serious noise in the UFC and is and in his career should he knock out Sergey Pavlovich to send it to an epic main event on a big pay-per-view Aspinall will be right at the negotiation table he will be right in the mix I don't know what plans UFC has for John Jones, Miocic, exactly. I don't know what plans they have. If a Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier is going to happen, UFC 300. But Tom Aspinall can control his own destiny. Get an epically big fight. He'll have a interim title wrapped around him, and that will mean something. Some people have talked crap about it regarding Tony Ferguson beating Kevin Lee, getting the interim title, UFC 216. Some people have talked crap about the interim title, Colby Covington over RDA, UFC 225. But Tom Aspinall holding an interim title after a dominant win, it must be dominant, in MSG, man, he could headline a pay-per-view in the UK, no doubt about it, next year. Imagine that. Tom Aspinall in July. Who would... Uh, who could he... Surreal gone? Tom Aspinall, Surreal gone? Wow. Wow. Epic, epic, epic possibilities for Mr. Tom Aspinall. Underneath that, or before that, Jessica Andrade, Mackenzie Dern. Jessica Andrade has been the gatekeeper lately. Let me think. Was it Talia Santos? Is it Aaron Blanchfield? And now Mackenzie Dern uses Andrade's championship resume to make her own name? Probably. Good chance for that. Mafravola, does he stay ranked? In the UFC lightweight division against a BSD, a guy who's unranked, a French guy who just who? 12 and 1, haha. Yeah. No. Matt is taking this serious. Matt understands what he'll lose if BSD takes everything he worked for, basically. He could take his ranking, take his streak, and Frivola would be, just be a name on the resume, and BSD would be. Everybody who's, people are making him out to be this boogeyman. Mafravola is scared of no man. He's very humble. He's very confident. And like I said earlier, his gears are clicking. Everything is lined up. It's beautiful to see. To kick off the main card, Diego Lopez. The Brazilian Diego Lopez with beautiful Brazilian jiu-jitsu is facing an AJJ guy, an American jiu-jitsu guy, and Pat Sabatini, who has strong grips, good timing, solid striking. Pat Sabatini understands this opportunity and that these opportunities, fighting very close to home, from Philly to NYC, do not come that often. Pat, is not going to have a doormat fight in Diego Lopez. Diego understands 
the same thing. It's just great matchmaking. And I'm rooting for Pat. It may go to a decision, but who gets a takedown may be the difference in the third. Who gets the takedown? <sighs> Matt Snell, finding New York again. He was part of that crazy-ass fight. Uh, what was it? Was it last year, July, Long Island, UFC Long Island? That was one of the craziest comeback fights. Good to see Matt again. And Steven Ursig, Lupi Godinez versus Tabitha Ricci. Name value there. Good fight. Well-rounded fighters on both ends. Mateus Rebecki versus Roosevelt Roberts. I'm expecting sharp striking and a good pace, which is always entertaining. Nazim Sadikov, Vyacheslav. Borchev Nazim seems to be on another level and y'all will understand it. Nazim is talented, smooth, confident, humble, nice. Very excited for Naz. Very excited for Naz. Jared Gordon, Mark Madsen. Gordon has cracked through to the next echelon of lightweight Facing former Olympic silver medalist, Poland's own, I believe, Mark Madsen, or Canada's own. One of those red and white flags. Uh, uh, Denmark? Okay, Denmark's own. Can Jared Gordon prove that he is not low level, that he has worked hard? Mentally, physically, and spiritually to get to where he is? I believe so. He's got solid jujitsu. I'm sure he's brought in hell of a wrestlers to counter Mark Madsen's strength, which is Olympic wrestling. Yeah. Mark Mad Mark Madsen has very I mean, elite wrestling. But on the feet, if Jared Gordon can keep it on the feet, use that New York City gritty boxing, I like Jared to take a decision. So, can Gordon keep it on the feet? We will see. John Castaneda, my boy. Kyung Ho Kang. Castaneda all day. Dudes of Warriors fought multiple times in a night. For Combates Americas. Castaneda is confident. I believe he's on a win streak. Ah, he's 1 1 against a tough opponent in Muyen Gafurov. And uh, Kevin Borjas, Joshua Van. Not too familiar with these guys. Let's see, are they Dana White contender? Yep, yep, one of them is, I assume the other. Gentleman is Joshua Van. Mm, no, no. Flyweight, going to be a high pace. 
I'm going to go with the uh, Dana White Contender Series guys and Kevin Boras. Now, to kick off the card, last but not least, or first, Dennis Bazookia. It is not a good sign when your opponent misses weights. Jamal Emmers missed weight by at least a pound. Very professional of Dennis to make weight. I expect Dennis to have the energy uh, energy of the Albanian community in the crowd of MSG and just the energy of the Law Saralongo team in the building. It's the first fight of the night, but you are going to hear the crowd cheer for Bazookia. It's going to be awesome to see. I expect Dennis to move to eight, uh, excuse me, nine and three. Get this win. First MSG card, many more to come. Blessings, blessings, blessings to all the New York fighters. Hope you boys represent well. I will represent well. I'm going to get my hair trimmed up. going to get a nice outfit laid out. And watch people get laid out. Very interesting. Very interesting what we do for a living. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another Iktagon. Like, share, subscribe, repost. Hit me up. Any messages at Iktagon, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, X.com, formerly known as Twitter. If you'd like to learn more about me, Iktagon.com. Go to my social media to see some awesome event coverage and uh yeah check me out on the ufc youtube page i will be jumping on the mic for some questions for specifically the new yorkers and uh uh hopefully aspinall and uh the main event guys so your boy is out peace thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.